we are um, housebound, not through yeah. sort of ailment, just because we are adhering to uh, social distancing rules. Yeah, to be honest, I think we're just quite um, anti-social people in general, so it's it's not really had that much of an effect on our lives. It's been fantastic. <laughs> no, we um. I don't know, it's just kind of like a weird, like, merge of days, like, you don't know what day it is, and you don't know what time it is, and kind of the only thing that breaks yeah. is just having food every so often, and then you go to sleep, and then you just, yeah. Are you finding oh. that you're on, like, prime snack mode now? I seem to be snacking tons. Oh, God, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I, think, oh, um, I can't keep up with it. We, uh, we tend to, so I usually do the food shop, and I tend to not, buy snacks because we we're not the sort of people that can like have snacks in a cupboard and kind of eat them at a normal rate it's kind of like everything goes kind of on the first night like literally whether it's one packet of biscuits or three or four like if it's there it will go straight away so I tend not to buy stuff but we have like a shop really close to us so we just kind of walk up there and get stuff as as and when but you're kind of not meant to do that now so I've, I've actually started sort of buying you know like digesters and other naughty things yeah i'm really bad for that as well Mm. it's it's easter this it's easter this weekend isn't it it is yeah good job we got them two bars of chocolate yeah yeah are they egg egg shaped bars of chocolate uh well well, no just chocolate chocolate easter's just chocolate isn't it you know yeah but there's something really satisfying about it being in an egg form no I will melt it down and form it into the shape of an egg with my hands, and I will send you a picture. (laughs) That sounds messy. (laughs) Are you going to make it hollow as well? Because that would be impressive. Uh, Yes, I will. Yes. Some big promises being made here. So all you need to do, surely, to make it hollow is mould it onto a balloon and then put a tiny pin into the egg when it's dried to pop the balloon that's true a bit like when you usually do like paper, paper mache and stuff yeah yeah exactly so it's a paper mache egg made mm. of chocolate which is not paper mache at all i mean that i might, I might even try that myself that sounds quite fun actually something, it's something right. to do, isn't it? you do it then and then send me a picture instead <laughs> wait a minute how have i got <laughs> out of this <laughs> So I've started recording, by the way, just because I I thought that was quite a fun point to start. But I'm trying to get better actually introducing a podcast, but I don't. I just can't be. I quite like it being quite random and spontaneous, and um, I feel it makes it much more natural and easier for people to talk. And that's the general gist that everyone said so far. So actually, on the other side of the interweb is Jimmy and Emily from Atticus. if people don't know check out their kit it's fucking awesome they've just released a load of new stuff and they've done it in a really clever way considering the situation which i'm sure we're gonna cover at some point later on but the bit that i wanted to start with is uh like a bit about both of you like where do you come from what's your background who are you who are we okay jimmy you could start um i'm jimmy um i am in my mid-30s um which means that i now i'm at the point where i feel like i'm really old but in reality i'm actually still not that old um Mm. i have been doing this as a full-time job for four and a bit years uh atticus that is fucking hell is it that long uh, he... yeah, yeah, not yeah. full time. All right, three three years. No, three years full time. Mm. Three? Shit me. Something like that. I can't remember. It, it's it's kind of like you you know how it goes. The lines blur. We're in a post COVID world now. Time means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a while. Yeah, uh, we we left London um, last October uh, to yeah. the northeast of England. Uh, before Atticus, uh, I had a career in an industry that I fell into and shouldn't have been in and I was happy to get out of it as quick as possible, um, but taught me loads of skills which have 
been very useful for us setting up Atticus and the, the business side of it and all of that kind of the, the boring stuff, you know, the, the not interesting stuff. Um, but as long as I can remember, I've always uh, like I like to be creative. I like to create things. I've always had an interest in photography and visuals. Um, and it's always just been something that I've played around with and uh, somehow got to a point where I've managed to turn it into a job and I guess a career. And and also you used to do silly triathlons and marathons and runs and everything as well, didn't you? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, that feels like a lifetime ago now, though. Um, so I started off as a runner. Uh, I was obsessed with shorter distance, like 5K stuff and trying to get as fast as possible. That then uh, a good friend of mine challenged me. Actually, yeah, you know him, don't you, Mark? Scottish Mark. Yeah, yeah. Scottish uh, Mark. He, he, he's... Um, a very competitive person and one day was like I bet I can beat you in a triathlon and then we were like all right cool let's do this triathlon thing and went from um not really well not doing anything like that I hadn't swam since I was in school um Mm -hmm. and then just going in full-on trying to be as competitive as possible but then that's that snowball that did two maybe three ultra marathons um a ton of shorter distance triathlons, all of which I was rubbish at because I absolutely despise swimming and I would usually do one swim session about a week before the triathlon. Um, but yeah, it was good fun, sort of. Sort of. Is it type two fun? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did that thing where I got really excited. I had a full-time job and I, was, and I, I did that thing where I was like, right, I'm going to train like I'm a professional. I was doing like 20, 25, 30 hours of training a week. And there's, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you've experienced it. There's only so many week after week that you can do that before everything starts to fall apart. Um, yeah. And I got to a point where I was just like, you know, maybe, maybe this is, you know, I, I'm not good enough to be a professional or even a semi-professional. What, what's, what's the point in doing that amount of destruction? Um, and that was the point that that was actually just before I met you. And it was at the point where I was like, right, I'm going to get rid of data. I'm going to sack off running. I'm going to sack off swimming. I'm going to spend some more time riding my bike and just doing it for fun. And then you still don't really do data, do you? Uh, No, no, that's just because we don't ride anymore. That's why you're not seeing anything. (laughs) (laughs) I I dabble. I dabble. I've actually only just recently started uh, training again. Um, I saw that. it, it It feels quite nice. It does feel good. Um, I, I think the key is to find yeah. the right balance because like where we are now, because it's so hilly, it's, it's almost a case of going, right, we have to, if we don't train, we're not going to be able to enjoy the summer because mm-hmm. we'll go out on 20 K rides and be in absolute holes. Like you just can't escape climbs up here. So you need a level of fitness to actually be able to go out and do a nice, long, enjoyable ride without destroying yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're still equally, you're, you, the way you're now living is probably one of the most beautiful places in the UK from what I've experienced anyway. It's magic. So you're, you're very lucky to be in that location and it's a good motivation to make you to want to get a bit fitter definitely oh yeah for sure man for sure mm-hmm. i still remember that bit when we went out on and it was snowy that was that's still like one of the most incredible experiences i've ever had <laughs> it's a good one isn't it yeah it was pretty special and we so have to winter then uh it's too cold i come up in the summer <laughs> oh, let me come up in the winter it. if you've got like Oh, hello. Sorry. I, no- I knocked it. Sorry. I'll only come up in the winter if you guys uh, basically somehow make a log fire work on the back of a trailer of a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, we need definitely some sort of portable heating system, don't we? Yeah, because otherwise it's going to be... I mean, I can imagine... I, I was talking to uh, Jess about it, and she was saying like they're not obviously not as north as you, Jess and George, but they were saying... The winter's been tough. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. I mean, because we, we saw... I mean, winter is always rubbish, I think, if you're a cyclist. it's Yeah. It just kind of gets to you, especially because you just have this, like, wow, amazing summer. You kind of ride and all the time. There's always stuff to do. You can be very sort of um, spontaneous with it. You know, it's a nice day. You just kind of do something, and then it turns into something quite epic. But winter, I think we, we moved up in... Um, October so it was kind of like right smack at sort of the beginning of winter and it was definitely an adjustment wasn't it Mm -hmm. it's just rubbish I mean 
in one sense it was always going to be crap anyway so it, you know we might as well have it, it gave us time to kind of move into the house and because we moved the business it was kind of getting everything set up there so we just sort of used mm-hmm. the time for that instead but yeah it was very much a hibernation that's what it felt like well we did yeah. we do have some of the best gravel riding in the country yeah now. we did a lot more like of that, pretty much on our door on our door front mm-hmm. door so it allows us so so you know if the weather's a bit if it's wet or it's been icy we can just get on the gravel where it's usually fine yeah it's a lot less exposed yeah. isn't it as well mm. Because that tends to be the main issue. So, like where we went riding with you that time, Chris, that the main issue with the cold and so you get snowdrifts and stuff because you're basically up in the North Pennines. It's just so exposed that it's it's really the wind chill that that gets you and can sometimes make things quite dangerous at the extreme end. But yeah, it just makes it very unpleasant. Whereas a lot of the gravel tracks, so there's less altitude and there's sort of tree cover and all of that kind of thing. So everything's just a lot more tame in terms of temperature. Yeah, definitely. So then what, tell me about you, Emily, like what's your background? Because I, I always find your background, I find Jimmy's background really interesting, but I find yours equally <laughs> as interesting because it's quite different. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's a funny one because um, usually uh, I'm on the other end of this. So my background uh, is in journalism. So um, I studied journalism at university and then went straight into a job at a national newspaper in London so that's kind of where um my background is and then I've kind of taken that into Atticus with the I guess the social media and the sort of more marketing output side of it so you know when we do stuff with you I'm usually the one behind the camera sort of quizzing you about stuff that you've done so it feels uh yeah it's quite funny isn't it in, in the opposite situation but yeah um yeah, that's where I met Jimmy. We both kind of were were down in in London doing separate things, um, and kind of I don't know. It kind of we we started Atticus kind of out of a want to just have stuff that was in our style. I think you know, like with it, now there are a lot of sort of smaller boutique sort of cycling clothing brands, but like mm-hmm. five years ago there was obviously a lot less, and it was more of a kind of case of uh styles were limited and you were either kind of getting stuff that was very very tame and bland in style but higher quality or there was stuff that was well garish but just like quite shit um yeah. and, and there was kind of nothing as much that was in between and i think you know cycling was obviously it has in the last kind of decade had such a massive boom and with it comes like lots of different subcultures so for us it was kind of a desire to have stuff that fit our style sort of off the bike um and then that we could relate that to our cycling so we kind of set that up in the background while both doing our our full-time jobs um so I started off as a reporter and then moved quite quickly um onto the production side so I was a sub-editor so it was my job to kind of um once the reporters have written up all of their stories my job was to fact check and you know um ultimately make thousands of words into sort of 70 words and tell the same story um and that must be bloody hard in its own right yeah it's it's a skill it 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 kind of depends different newspapers have different different styles you know some do very very long columns so there's not as much um editing whereas other newspapers have like lots and lots of different stories on a page and um the one that I was at reporters weren't ever given a word count they were just told to write what they think it deserves and every reporter thinks that their piece should go on the front page so they write loads um so you kind of have to read all of that and you might be told that you know it's going to into a column that's like a sort of single spread or sometimes it's literally a sentence you know so it's kind of reading and digesting that information and sort of spinning it round into what can be a completely different written piece of written piece of um content but yeah it was it was good fun I think I've always been very interested in like um English language and just sort of playing with words and that sort of thing so I really loved it I think the the main issue there was because it was a daily paper all of that sort of side of stuff's done at night so at the age of kind of Mm. 20 I started doing all evenings and weekend shifts which is very antisocial um coming back to that yeah antisocial side of ourselves but Jimmy was working kind of eight till four and then I started at about four and then worked till you know half twelve one in the morning kind of thing so we were a bit like ships passing in the night weren't we for a long time and then set up Atticus and I mean, he, he sorry go on 
I well, I remember when uh when I first met you guys, you were still doing those kind of shifts. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a very yeah, odd it, thing. It, it went very fast, yeah, I think. It was, I, I it, did that for I did that for maybe two and a half, three years and the time just absolutely flew because nothing really broke it up. Everything was very, very similar. It was so um Yeah work heavy you know and I didn't I didn't really get that much chance to socialize so there wasn't that much stuff that kind of broke it up and then once we started Atkins as well it was just like so much work all the time but at the time it seemed like a good idea but then um, (laughs) (laughs) then yeah I think my I think my views just kind of changed quite quickly I think when I went into journalism I you know I decided I wanted to do it when I went to university and kind of wasn't very knowledgeable on some things wasn't very politically minded or anything like that and I think just the more you do something like that and the more you get into that world especially obviously depending on where you work if if your if your views don't align with that place it becomes it becomes more difficult to do and I think yeah for me I got very jaded with it very very quickly and it was very difficult and I was giving a lot of my life to it and wasn't that happy with it and at the same time thankfully Atticus was growing um Mm. And it, it was a chance to kind of use certain, like, you know, kind of media and communication skills in a much different way. Um, and I think the I other think thing was, you... like, we don't we don't talk about it much, but, like, you know, I've always had a massive interest in, in kind of making clothes. Like, my mum always used to make all of her own clothes. She has, like, so many dress patterns that she used to make. And we always had a sewing machine in the house. And I used to, like, make little outfits for, like, teddy bears. You know, you can get those, like, Build-A-Bear bears yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um you can get like all the clothes for them but they were like really expensive so I remember like one someone bought one for me for my birthday and bought me like a set of clothing but I was like I can never afford to like buy other stuff so I used I used to like make like tiny little patterns and then like sew like pajamas and that kind of thing for them and I absolutely love doing that it's it's, it was good because it was on a smaller scale so you could kind of see it was it was a lot easier to do basically but um yeah I've always had an interest in that kind of thing so that that kind of skill set that's obviously something that's gone into Atticus now with especially with you you having such a a big involvement in the women's side of kit and really trying to push that and create something that's very unique and very tailored to I guess a very not broad, broad spectrum of women in cycling as well and I think that's you know do you think that kind of skill set has really helped you to understand what people actually want men and women I sort of talk more about the the women's side of it because I know I know you've done a lot of sort of pushing on that definitely yeah definitely I think I mean you're right it kind of it's I mean it's gone into both sides of it and I think it's something that it's something that we both had a massive hand in really I think that you know we're, we're lucky enough that the factory we work with they they very much are they're experts they are the seamstresses and their pattern makers and all of that kind of thing so when we go to them with ideas they very much know how to put them into practice and their their contributions are really good as well so it's 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 very much like collaborative but ultimately I think that to be able to make good products ultimately you have to know what is good yourself I think you just have to have good taste and you know that com- that is a design thing but it's also a construction thing as well you know um because there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of noise and stuff you know you, for as many people want one type of thing you'll have as many a group of people that want the opposite as well and I think if you listen too much to feedback from other people you can really be swamped by ideas that actually aren't that helpful so I think you really have to be confident about what you want to create definitely stand by that would you say that's true you have a lot of opinions on kit you have so <laughs> many opinions but it's I think that's what we put into it we, we've we've always worked on the basis that if it worked perfectly for us there's plenty of other cyclists out there that it will work fantastic for as well um it, and you, at the end of the day, you, you test you test all the kit yourself as well, so it's quite a good statement to stick by that. Yeah, you know, you know, like we were we ride our bikes a lot, as as many people like to joke about that. Um, <laughs> and we, you know, we've we've both been doing it for a, a good number of years now, so you know, like we have we have our own preferences, and that's a lot of the time what we work towards with our product development. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and just on the basis that we'll, you know, like, like I was saying a second ago, you know, if, if, 
if it works fantastic for us, then if 0.01% of all cyclists agree with us, then that's more than enough customers that we need. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, think I'm, I'm gonna... I was just going to say quickly on the women's side as well, like you hit on, um, we found that in a way that was almost, it was definitely as a project of its own, but it was almost a bigger challenge in some ways because what what we found is when we went to factories you know you kind of have to start with like you have to have a base to start with you know so they'll sort of present yeah. you with a jersey and you go okay we'll take this in add this do this do this do this and whereas with the the men's things there were definitely things that needed to change but the starting base I say I would say wasn't as far off as it was with the women's sort of standard factory models mm. and a lot of what we found was that actually they just tend to be men's cuts that were sized down a lot. So they had much skinnier hips. They had much broader shoulders. There wasn't any kind of bust allowance or waist allowance or anything like that. And it was definitely a recurring theme with kind of any new product that we started with. There was just, a, it was just a completely different process. So that had to be, that's something that has taken a while, I think, for us to kind of perfect and develop. But I think we're finally there with that. And now we almost, we use our own starting basing to then go to the factory and say, okay, start from this, but change this. Because like basically with any new product that you make, because you're using new materials, it affects what the uh, measurements are going to be because some things stretch more than others, et cetera. So yeah, I think that was, that was definitely yeah. another challenge um, and one that's perhaps not present as much with the guys one but yeah it's just, it's just taken a lot of years to kind of to get used to but I'm personally really really happy with the results and we get good feedback from people who ride it as well so that's really nice that's the most important bit that other people I guess when for you guys what must be one of the most rewarding bits is when you hear people's feedbacks and opinions of the kit yeah it's awesome yeah I think especially I mean, our jerseys, everyone, it's, it's, jerseys are jersey, but, you know, people are very complimentary about that, but bib shorts in particular, and they're just, they're, everyone that wears them seems to be very uh, happy with them and, you know, the chamois pads and all of that kind of thing. Just, yeah, the reviews are good, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Which is which is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wh why... Why Atticus? Why did you go for that as the name? Well, so we, we, um, it, it took ages to think of a good name. Um, and we definitely, we went back and forth between a lot of things and it was nearly, it was nearly called something else. We had a lot of bad names. We had a lot of bad <laughs> names. Um, I was reading something the other day that was talking about like brainstorming and how like nothing good is ever done during those kind of sessions like you're never going to hit upon like yes this is this is definitely the one it's almost a way to kind of like spark an idea that you then go away and think about yourself and I think that's kind of what happened for us we just we'd have these sessions where we'd sit down and just throw a load of names out like oh pineapple and blah. it was <laughs> that, that wasn't actually, that actually never was <laughs> um was it was it was it catechus <laughs> <laughs> that was a close second but um yeah we, we decided not to go for that one um no, I think it was just, so, I can't remember how it started. I think, so Jimmy and I um, used to have bikes and still do have bikes actually by a brand, um, a steel frame builder called Moss. And I always thought the guy's name was Andy Moss, but it's actually not, it's Andy Jones. Jones. Um, and I thought, oh, why, why is he called it Moss? And I remember asking him once and it was some, what's the answer? It was something to do with the fact there was a, hill called moss hill or something that was near his house that he liked to ride on and also he liked the idea of like a rolling stone gathers no moss and he was basically like whatever it almost didn't matter what the <laughs> what the explanation was but it was something that was really personal to him and and he was kind of saying you know like yeah, nice. something that's personal to you because then whenever someone asks you well the idea is that you don't give a bloody long-winded speech you <laughs> definitely don't but the, you know what I mean you almost don't have to have a justification for it because it's just something that as long as it sounds good and it's personal to you then it doesn't matter so we start thinking okay what's personal to us and out of all of these ideas that kept coming one of the things that stood out is when I first met Jimmy we um we had a trip to Brighton one day and we went through this like this like this old like 
indoor flea market thing in antique shop in mm-hmm. Brighton. And Jimmy was like obsessed with trying to find a dead moth in a um <laughs> in like a in a frame. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. And he, he was just talking about how he really liked moths and um like the you know the deaths what's it called? A hawk moth or something off off Science of the Lands, Death's Head Moth of Science of the Lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, this is weird, but okay, cool. And, <laughs> and I, that was just always something that stuck out to us. So we were like, let's have a look at names of moths. Because um, this is the thing, you start looking at stuff in cycling, it's all velo this and, you know, hub that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, like how do you almost need to not have anything to do with cycling in your name for it to be you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, we started looking at names of, of um, moths, and one of them was Atticus Atlas. And yeah. the first kit that we did, you'll probably remember, was like the striped um, chest one. And we did it in the teal and then we had it in the kind of golden colour as well. And um, yep. then we had a look at the Atticus Atlas or the Atlas moth. And it's like, it was like, oh, the, it's the biggest moth in the world. It's got a striped body and its wings are huge and they look like snakes. And, it, and it's almost to, it's to kind of frighten off predators. And we're like, oh, that's pretty badass. And we quite like the mm. name Atticus as well um so we were like we can tie these things in together um so we kind of yeah that's how we settled on Atticus and then um all all of the first products were named after moths they were yes yeah there was the death's head cap and there was the dark dagger vest which is another type of moth and there's a couple of the names still around isn't there Maybe I, I, th- I think our our product code, internal product code. Yeah, probably. So all of our all of our models have got AT codes. Our bib yeah. short to this day has, has still got the moth from the very first ever set of shorts. Yeah, which is it. the lunar moth. So it's like AT something something or other. Yeah. Lunar twenty now. Yeah. For this year. So so the same with the logo as well. So one of Jimmy's friends um, does these like single line drawings where she basically starts and then doesn't take her pen off the page. And um, she was like, oh, let me draw you something. And she drew this um, figure, which was kind of like a, a little sort of insect with a with a striped body and these big wings. So we were like, yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's what it's going to be. So some people think it's a signature. Some people think it's a bee. Um, but, yeah, it's a kind of striped bodied moth, which is the Atticus moth. That's cool. I, yeah. I, and, uh, yeah, loads of people always go, oh, what, always do ask what the logo is. But I always think like logos should just be... It's whatever you want it to be, isn't it? It's your own, and the same thing. It's your own, your own brand, your own identity. You can just just do what the fuck you want. There's no like, there's no restrictions to it. Like the world is our oyster. At the end of the day, you can it could be a freaking upside down octopus holding a giant <laughs> stormtrooper. It could be what you wanted. <laughs> well, I don't know. Stormtroopers would be copyrighted. True, true. Give it a few <laughs> years, and they won't be. They'll be fine. But. uh so then I, the next thing I wanted to say is like, so obviously right now we're in a bit of a weird situation. We've, we've chatted a bit before I started recording about this whole, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. And you guys obviously were intending on releasing your spring summer collection around this time uh, this year. That's where it's traditionally been in the previous years. And obviously your kit's made in Italy. Italy is very much on lockdown at the moment. I believe it's still kind of on lockdown as well. Um, how how have you guys tackled that that whole situation? Uh, as best as we can. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, so just just purely from like, um, and we'll talk about it purely from a business perspective. Uh, perspective so forgetting about the fact that it's obviously been terrible for loads of communities and loads of people have died and loads of people are ill and probably loads more people are gonna die so just discount all of that um it's yeah let's talk uh, about it from a business side and how it's affected you in that way it's it's an absolute nightmare um but it is what it is um so we all all of our stuff for this summer we started well we signed everything off about last october november um everything was meant to arrive uh middle of march ultimately because we're a small business we try and uh use cash as clever as we can so we always get stuff as late as possible meaning that we can pay for it as late as possible 
Um, we're not in the position that we've got huge bags of cash that we can just go, right, let's buy a summer's worth of stock, get it arrive in December and hold on to it for a quarter. It's not something we're in a, a that luxury position to be able to do. Um, mm-hmm. So although we had everything planned, we knew exactly what we were going to order, what everything was going to look like. Um, it wasn't due to arrive until the middle of March, which was going to give us our biggest period of time ever <laughs> to actually produce all the content for it, which was two weeks. Yeah, usually we turn things around in like two days, don't we? From it landing to us doing mannequin shots and lifestyle shots and then getting together a group of people to do like, you know, content for Instagram and all of that kind of stuff. We just always bank on that two days being good weather. And we were like, yes, we'll have a week this time. We are two weeks, weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, we were like, we are absolutely nailing it this year. And then... (laughs) Um, so yeah, so we found out probably last week of March that it wasn't going that, I think last week of March, they, they officially shut down Italy completely. Yeah. Um, but before that they'd been working with kind of like reduced hours. So, you know, I, I think it was kind of like some, some staff were at home and some staff were there. So they were kind of turning over slower than usual as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we were meant to have, um, well, we were approaching this year anyway, and that we, the, the plan for this year was to have, um, we were going to do restock, restock all of the lines that we were restocking, um, which would have been beginning of April, and then adding some new limited edition stuff. And then we were going to add some new product lines every month thereafter for beginning of May, June, July, and August. Uh, some of them, may still happen but how it specifically works we don't actually know at this point um yeah. but ultimately for the for the one which has just gone through at the beginning of april um everything that we were supposed to have at the middle of march is midway through production so it's all been printed it's all been cut some of it is part sewn not all of it is actually finished so it's so there's actually only about a week's worth of work left mm. for us to get all of the uh products we were meant to have for the middle of march um so we, we know it's coming. Um, it's just a matter of uh, needing a week or so once the factories all open back up again in, in Northern Italy. Yeah. Um, so what we decided to do was um, the only thing that we were able... So, so effectively, our calendar for the year is just all over the place. But we were like, well, why don't we just explain it to everyone what's happening um let them you know the entire world's in a similar position they kind of understand the challenges that everyone's going through um and effectively give people the opportunity to lock in their kit uh technically on what's a pre-order even though we once upon a time said we'd never do a pre-order um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's always been our thing <laughs> um I, I, on the basis that yeah you can lock in what you want it's as if in terms of like um the terms of or the terms and conditions with the customer it's exactly the same you know when it arrives uh you still get the same you know cancellation and returns rights as you would previously etc 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 um but ultimately we technically don't know when it's going to arrive but we made that you know clear to everyone as it was and i think i think how you guys did it was really really good because it was honest um and i think a lot a lot of people will have appreciated that and i like i mean i obviously i don't know but i'd I'd like to think and hope that the support has been really good from that and i i would imagine it probably has been in fact because a lot of the new stuff is really 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 nice <laughs> thank you yeah thank you yeah well I think we're we're really we're lucky in a sense that I think you know we've tried to build the brand we've always wanted it to kind of it not just be us it'd be bigger than us but we do make an effort to kind of be faces to a brand you know like we're not a faceless brand it is it is run by us you know it was kind of started in our kitchen and I think people have seen us grow and it grow um over the years so I think maybe we're in a position, you know, if we were bigger, we would be able to do things in a different way. But because we are smaller and, you know, thankfully, thank God, we don't have other staff to worry about at the moment. Um, It means that we can kind of say, look, shit hit the fan a little bit and we're just going to have to adapt. Whereas 
perhaps if you were a bigger business, you would have to save face a little bit. I don't know whether that would like scare shareholders or anything like that. If you were saying like, oh God, things have massively not gone to plan. You know, I don't, I don't know if you'd be able to say that in that way. So in some ways, mm-hmm. I guess the fact that we are smaller um, and we are kind of able to move a lot quicker in in some ways on executing things it, it allowed us to kind of go look let's just stop what we were doing and actually just like talk to people like us um and yeah we're, I think we're really lucky that people responded to that and yeah for the fact that you're saying hey do you want to buy some kit or do you know when it's going to turn up like it's it's been really really good um yeah. so yeah I guess if anyone's listening and has bought that thank you thank you yeah <laughs> It's great. Um, I think another thing we were lucky about is that our our samples turned up. So one f- piece of foresight we had this year, which we haven't done before, is actually ordering um, kit in in mine and Jimmy's sizes earlier than we get the full batch. So again, it's not a massive layout of money, but it means that we can take pictures earlier. And thankfully that arrived for the first stuff. So it meant, because that's going to be a lot harder ask, is actually getting people to buy stuff when you can't even see pictures of it. So yeah, we we have been we've been lucky in some respects as well, and I think even as like a wider point, I think that's the it's almost what you have to do at this point is remember the things that are going okay, and I guess just be thankful for them because mm-hmm. everyone everyone will be affected by it in some way, um, and I think it's really really easy to feel quite bogged down um, and scared and worried and you know fearful for the future but I think you just have to kind of I don't know I guess roll with it the best you can and be thankful for the things that actually are going okay and and the things that you do have yeah it's a tricky situation definitely for a lot of people I think but you know there's there's always a light at the end of the tunnel but it is going to affect everyone to some way shape or form and I think people need to kind of uh, be a bit more understanding and accepting of that Mm. um but i i'm quite open about it i I, I actually i had a uh, family friend who passed away um but to be fair he was he was very unwell anyway but the diagnosis is to do with covid19 um and it's shit like it's a tough thing to deal with but you have to uh understand and accept that it's a thing that's going to affect a lot more people that probably more people than you realize that you actually know um the business side of it is obviously incredibly stressful and tricky for anyone that has their own business completely get that but there's uh i think i feel like the government has done as well as it can in trying to support as many people as it can but obviously we're, we're in it for the long run at the end of the day like we, no one really knows the answers or solutions or anything quite yet it's still quite early doors i think but we'll get we'll get there like you know you just have to stay positive about it so we it is a fucking weird situation though it is weird isn't it it, it is odd isn't it yeah i think it'll be really yeah. interesting i mean when they're hopefully you know when if and when there is a kind of return to normality whatever normality ends up being after this it'll be so interesting for people in the future, I guess, to look back on, you know, the podcasts and the YouTube videos and news reports and all the kind of things to see what people were kind of going through. It's almost like when our sort of generation looks back on what people did to like come together during the war and that kind of thing, you know, people being redeployed and, you know, the fact that there's businesses that are, you know, now making masks and scrubs for NHS workers and that kind of thing. And I don't know, it's just interesting as a, as a piece of history, it'll be, it'll be very definitely odd and weird and yeah. interesting look on i think won't it yeah it, i i do you know i think there's ways that you like i i've tried to be like as productive as i can out of it like i've had a lot of problems with my back so i've been making a real point of spending time every day folk like very focused like probably about half an hour every day doing core and back strength training and it's definitely mm. helping like there's got there's ways you can be really productive with your time and what with the situation you've dealt with anyway let's let's stop talking about all that because i feel like it could go into a negative spiral and i don't <laughs> yeah, like absolutely I'm not in the mood i'm not in the mood for negative spirals because i had a, i've already had a rant about what i saw over the weekend and i don't want yeah. that so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you guys like individually what is your favorite bit of kit that you guys have released and sold 
Ooh. Oh god. Um. Hmm. Let's have a think. Do we have to have sold it? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Your favourite bit of kit that you've had, yeah, like that you've not. I'm negating like the custom stuff, like the pure yeah. your own product line. Hmm. Are you going to go first? I stumped you guys. No. <laughs> um, oh, it's really hard to pick out just one. Um, it's it's like it's like trying to pick your favourite pet dog or <laughs> child. We don't have either of those though. <laughs> no, but we have, you we have kit babies. Kit babies. Which <laughs> of our kit babies do we like the most? Um, I think probably one of the pieces pieces that I am proudest of would be the um the most recent collection that we've launched the the special edition stuff so it's like the no rules stuff with the kind of illustration on it mm-hmm. um mainly because it's the first sort of collection we've done where it's very kind of like matchy matchy like we've done matchy colors before but it's kind of the biggest range of stuff that we've done like that so we've got the cap and best and base layer and jersey um and because it's the first time that i've done an illustration that we've put on kit um and that was a fun thing to do and i don't know it's cool isn't it like you know i'm not gonna claim that i have any sort of design background and you as a designer listening this is probably like oh bloody amateurs thinking that they know how to but you know what i mean like ultimately I think that maybe that's what you get with kind of owning your own business you get to kind of do anything you want and if people like it ultimately customers are the judge of it and it's um it was really fun to do and it was a a kind of like creative side to me that I don't know I I really enjoyed doing it and I feel like it's come out really well like I'm really proud of it I am it's a really interesting use technology as well because so we we used an iPad Pro and the pencil to draw, well, I say we, you did, uh, designs, which is that. And there's also another one later in the year, mm. which we haven't shown any, no one's seen yet, which is also another one that you've drawn, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. That's really cool. Yeah. It looks, it looked that, that little collection looks look stunning. It looks, I saw it and I was like, yeah, that's cool. What To what it, do you know, I, I don't mean this in like any sense of the like, <laughs> <laughs> nasty way i don't mean this horribly but it feels like it's uh like help grow help the brand grow up a bit more like it's another yeah. positive step forward because you're offering yeah. something that's very different to what you've done before exactly like, and i mean to be honest as a brand, that's exactly what you have to do you know every, every single year i mean our summer is really our big launch every year and every single year you you really have to do something new and something different you know and like you know the first year it was the striped thing um the next year we released 10 designs all at once and it was kind of like a boom here you are and then last Mm -hmm. year we really toned it back because we had some very like vibey designs in in that collection um but it was kind of a not a mishmash, but we were kind of like, we've done a lot of stuff and the, it was kind of just something to suit everyone's taste. We were really trying to like, it was almost like research in a way, see what does well and see what doesn't do well. And and actually it kind of, it all did pretty well for us, but it was kind of just a like exploratory kind of year. And then last year we really kind of toned it back and we're like, okay, let's kind of almost have like a core range of colours that, we really sort of stick by and then sort of build it up again with with other stuff and and yeah that's kind of what's come this year is the kind of um delve back into illustrations and designs and patterns um in a, in a different way now and yeah that's it's it's, it's cool I, I really like it yeah yeah I think it's a I, I like I, I as I say I think it's really it's nice because it's so it's very different from what you've done before and it just shows that you guys are continually trying to you know do something a bit different and a bit more individual and like like you said there's so many kit brands out there now everyone's shouting for the same i guess uh quadrant of people mm. realistically i'm i'm not saying i'm like just generically putting all cyclists in that quadrant mm. and so many brands shouting for what is really quite a niche part of outdoor 
sport and to to do something that stands out and is you know unique and very you know very beautiful as well is is really it's a real credit to you guys um the, the good ones then, are always emily's designs that's not uh, true that isn't true no it's very much 50 50 i would say i don't know jimmy jimmy's just like nah. <laughs> what's um, your favorite jimmy oh, i don't know i don't I think i have a favorite oh just pick one but are we, are we talking like product are we talking design or what whatever you want mate um I, I I love our bib shorts because mm. they're so simple. I've always loved them. Uh, the mm. the death's head cap is absolutely legendary, which is um, yeah. the most expensive cycling hat of all time, which is a pain in the ass. Um, but it's also product, probably one of the rarest cycling caps of all time. Oh yeah, it's, it's like the unicorn of cycling caps. Um, yeah, as as annoying as it is, it is an unbelievably good hat uh, or cap. Sorry. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I, I think I like. I'm a big fan of our jersey model. Uh, we've got some stuff coming again. We've got stuff coming this year, which um, I can't really talk about yet. <laughs> which, which is probably what I would talk about if I could. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> a little bit cryptic there, but <laughs> yeah. so maybe it's one for a chat later in the year. Oh, we could, we could have a chat later in the year, definitely. So then, <laughs> the other bit I wanted to to cover is like obviously the custom side like we've worked together on jesus christ several projects over the years now i, th- I think we have mm. yeah uh like whether it's from the the you know for me like my ultimate like favorite it's like vanity thing but i've been so the the 20 every skin suit that we've done for the 24 which by the way, it's been cancelled for 2020. Sad news. Yeah, makes Good sense. news. I never planned to do it in 2020 anyway, so it's this fine. It, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So every year we've done, we've done a different one every single year for three years on the trot. And I think the one that we did for 2019 uh, was probably the smartest, not just on a design sense, but technically very, very clever being... The fact that it, you know, in a 24 hour time trial, you're riding a bike for 24 hours through the day, mm. through the night, and the legs were reflective on it. And it worked so well. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it was cool. really impressive. Really impressive. It was so cool. Um, and that, like, for me, that one and the, but to be honest with you, of the projects that we've worked on together, the, the 24 skin suit from 2018. And 2019 are my like favorite projects because for me they're like they mean a lot anyway. And I the 2018 one, which is the blue striped craziness, I just love because I think it's really baller and bold. Yeah. It's so good, and isn't it? Great. Yeah, it stands out so well and it's good fun. And then the 2019 one, which equally is really like a refined and very well thought through bit of kit, very simple and very clean, but super, you know, super great bit of kit. And it just, the whole look last year looked fucking bang on. It was bold, but good. And you, then, you, didn't, you didn't leave us a choice because you, you ended up with a bike that was so loud. <laughs> we, we couldn't go loud with Kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bike. I still, yeah. I, I still got it. I've still got it sitting in the bedroom and I look at it every day and I think, flipping hell, that is a loud bike. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, and then you look at the, the custom side you've done. How's that been going with you guys? Because like a lot of brands are offering custom, and I know it's something that you guys were maybe a bit hesitant to do at first. But it definitely like you did. You sort of worked with a couple of like smaller like cafes and bike shops, and then we did a couple through Jam as well. But how how have you found that? Like, is it does it is it? Do you think there's really the appetite for custom at the moment? Is it like is it? Is it a, is it a good thing? Like, I mean, personally, I think it's great that you guys are offering it. Yeah, it's it's something that we've wanted to do for a, a good number of years, but we it, it's it's such a different offering in the way that you do business than the brand side of stuff that we wanted to spend enough time learning about businesses' needs or individuals' needs um, to be able to then develop an offering. Um, that we offer more generally 
because uh, like you know like you said we like London Vela is a great example we started doing their kit I think it's three years ago the first jam kit was probably a similar number of years ago um, yeah. so we, we'd worked with quite a lot of people before we even officially started offering it um, which was which was ultimately an opportunity to understand how we would even go about doing it and what how, how people and businesses might want to uh, want things to operate essentially you know how do they actually want to um, pay for the products and uh, do they just deal with it all themselves and then come to us or do they want us to be a lot more involved in the process of it that you know those kind of things um, such a massive learning curve isn't it especially as a small business as well yeah yeah and, and and that's the thing you can't underestimate how separate it has to exist or it exists from the brand side of stuff so we, we ultimately treat it as a as a standalone business um that just functions in a completely different way and is and is separate isolated in some ways from the Atticus brand um mm. uh it's uh it's good it's, it's gone really well obviously we've it there's very it's it's kind of quite stunting at the moment with the current situation um but mm. i I, th- I think it's a side of the business that'll it'll grow and do well and the more we do the more that we can offer offer within it you know yeah definitely what um so what is there that's coming that you can give us a nugget of secret to hmm. so we have um a completely new jersey model which is going to be coming out mm-hmm. later this year um nice so uh, it's new it's got a completely different fabrics it's a different cut it's just everything about it is completely different and separate from the current foundation jersey um mm-hmm. we then have another jersey top completely different model which is coming further down the year that also has um a number of associated products to it uh which is actually it's it's also a collaboration that we're doing later on in the year nice okay Mm. that's cool so has one of these jerseys got a cape feature added into it a cape? Um, no, but if you want to develop a jersey with a cape, we can make it happen, Chris. Yeah, why not? It'd be quite fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? Because you know, well, the reason why I said a cape was you know how like Francis is obsessed with flappy gilets. Yes. You just put a cape on a jersey; it solves that problem. Well, well, Emily's got really good sewing skills, so should we just sew a gilet, a flappy gilet without a zip, into a jersey? <laughs> yeah, why not? And then and call it the Cade the Cade edition. <laughs> but he can never wear it because he's never in his videos, so it has to be someone else wearing it all the time. Yeah, that's true. It's true. So at the moment, Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I mean, there you go. There's 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 the next product launch exclusive okay. Cape Cape jersey. <laughs> cape, so I've got one more. One more question. You can have that one, Jimmy, as well. That's that's a free one. <laughs> I got one more uh, question that I've asked everyone. Oh. Uh, five tips of whatever you want. Hit me. Five tips of five tips each. Oh, you could do it combined because you're yeah, you're two and a half. You could do two and a half each. Yeah. Of what? Anything. Five tips of anything. Um, all right, so, life tips, business tips, anything. So my life and business tip, which is one that I learned from uh, Emily Charles, um, is um, spend as little money as possible. And that doesn't mean be cheap or uh, buy the cheapest thing, but do it as cost effectively as a cost effectively as you possibly can in in every, it applies to absolutely everything and anything nice I like that interesting what have you got um mine would be spend more money than you think you need to <laughs> 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 i think we're very much two ends of a spectrum on that i'm i am very very frugal perhaps my uh, northern soul and Jimmy's uh, perhaps at one time was 
um, not true. The opposite, <laughs> yeah. And we've met somewhere in the middle, which is probably a good thing. I guess we challenge each other on that. Sometimes I um, will persevere through a situation that could be made much simpler by not even spending that much more money. And before I've been very reluctant to do it. And Jimmy has definitely been a good influence in some ways of just like literally just fucking buy that thing. It costs a tenner and it's literally going to make your life like 20 <laughs> times easier, you know? <laughs> and also I can be like, yeah, Jimmy, we don't need to spend that. We can do it a lot cheaper. So, you know, you kind of, yeah. So what's the advice there? Spend maybe more or maybe less money than you think you need to. <laughs> <laughs> but but from, for, it's it, like in life, obviously it, it makes a huge difference, but particularly for the business, you know, like we've always from, from as long as we've been going, it's always been a case of just well, just don't spend money. You know, like if the, yeah. if for every pound that we spend that isn't on kit is potentially money lost. So so we always just go like, well, can is there a cheaper way of doing this? Is there a way that we can do it for free? Is there a way that we can do it that actually has benefits in other things as well, uh, rather mm. than just going like, yep, yeah, that's something that costs five hundred quid. Bang, done. Next, bam, done. Next, and before you know it, you spent all your money. Yeah, that's wise. Mm. Um, Go on, hit me next. Tip. Um, my tip would be uh, just, I guess, generally, general life advice. Not that I feel that I'm any sort of authority to give life advice, really. <laughs> my tip would be don't take life advice of, of people that think that they're... On podcasts. I would say um, a general tip would be don't feel self-conscious or inhibited from doing something because you're worried about what other people think of you. Because I think generally people are so bothered about themselves and what people think of them that they're not looking at you. Like everyone's almost in a spiral of like, God, what, what if I, you know, whether it's like not going to the gym because you feel like you get like sweaty and red faced or, you know, not doing karaoke because you're torn deaf or whatever it is like people have do it people who don't do it it's because they feel mm-hmm. like other people will judge them but I feel like everyone is actually so bothered about themselves and whether they look cool that they're more like introspective I think the one of the f- most freeing things is realizing that no one really gives a shit about you and it can be quite liberating so you can kind of just I mean unless you've got yeah. like loads of followers and people actually like give a damn but most of us don't you know what I mean so like yeah you know what I mean yeah, I know what you mean. Nice. I well, like that's that. Kind of, that's kind of the fundamentals of no rules, though, isn't it? You know, like yeah. just like kind of being like, well, if if you want to not shave your legs, then don't fucking shave your legs. Mm. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I'm going to class that as three down now, so there's two more. Gosh, two more. Okay. Um... I have a tip. This is a cooking tip. Um, oh, good. I like cooking tips. Dot cubes make everything 27% better, I would say. Like, if you're <laughs> making something and it's tasting like crap, and this is a good thing for actually, you know, not wasting food at this point, having to, like, make stuff from home more, all of that kind of good stuff, just add a stock cube and it will probably make it better. That's my rule when cooking. Unless it's dessert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, got to be some form of vegetable kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe there's a place for it. I don't know. No. There's got to be, like, some kind of, like, dessert-orientated stock cube out there. If there isn't, there's a market for it, and we need to make it. Or a sugar cube. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Sugar cube. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got one more. Right. So the, the last piece of advice, we will um, alternate words. Okay. Yes, because it's two and a half. So you start. Okay. You should always go left when the postman wears red. Bam. <laughs> you should always go left when the postman wears red. I like it. And that's a kind I'll, of uh, yeah, it's a philosophical one. It's you know, like red sky at night, shepherd's delight. It's that kind of thing, you know. Like postman, like that could mean something else as well. <laughs> yeah. The bearer of I like that. Yes. Red. It red might not even mean red. It might mean blue. Mm. 
Exactly. And left might mean right. And it might also mean up or down. Exactly. Exactly. Shit, man, this has got deep. <laughs> don't, don't ever listen to life advice from us. That's that's probably the moral of the story. Have, have you um have you given your life tips yet? Nope. And I'm not doing it until uh, I have had a bit of time to think about it. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, may, maybe. Like, so I've got, so to put into perspective, this is, I can't even speak. To put it into perspective, this is episode seven, I think. I think, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to go with it saying it's episode seven. So I then have this week episode eight, nine, ten, and eleven to record this week. They're all oh. planned. Nice. Uh, they're pretty cool. There's a, in fact all the other four are really really cool. I'm really looking forward to them. But the uh, the majority of the why, the reason why I've got four more to record this week is because uh, I had laptop geddon last week where I didn't have a laptop, so I had to reschedule everything. Yeah. Um, so maybe when I've done those four, I might do a podcast of myself giving some bollocks chat. And I might just literally Chris call Hall, it Chris Hall Talks. Boll- Chris Hall Talks Bollocks Chat Podcast. <laughs> that sounds like my so, kind of podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be quite funny if I just put a mic in front of myself with a bottle of whiskey and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't drink very often, so it could be hilarious. Yeah. A few energy gels and an espresso. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's another option as well. Uh, peanut butter, jar of peanut butter, that could be fun. Yeah. Um, I feel like drinking you know, is like so more acceptable now because we're all sort of stuck inside. I feel like because yeah. we don't drink that much. I mean, not that I'm saying like promoting like binge drinking or anything, but I feel like our alcohol consumption's gone up. Well, mine has like two hundred. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 to it, but I mean, I very like. I know you guys very rarely drink. I very, very rarely drink as well. And I think I've, I've had a few. I've definitely had one whiskey night, and I've definitely had a couple of like shared a couple of bottles of red wine. Mm. So, like, I've, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, at the, when you know, when you can't, you're just trying to find things to do, aren't you? Like, I'm trying to. I'm. I think I'm going to complete Netflix in the next week. So <laughs> yeah. I'm then going to move on to Amazon Prime and I'm going to complete Amazon Prime. Yeah, we, we completed then... both last week. Oh, God. Oh, you should watch. Oh, if you're going to want Amazon Prime, you should watch. Is it called Hunters? The one with Al Pacino in. My yeah. dad's just told me to watch that. That's good. It's really good. Is it? Yeah. I think so. Oh. I mean, for me, it went a bit It went a bit less good in the middle, but the it's it gets really, really good at the end. Okay, that's a good yeah. tip. I, I, you know, that that I, I, my blah 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 blah. My dad, my dad told me to watch that one last night. I was texting him last night. The crazy bastard. He's sixty now. Happy birthday! And he's just retired. Yeah, he's Hi. just retired. Good stuff. Uh, and I said to him, like, I said to him, why are you retiring? And he was like, <laughs> I'll I'll do the politer version of what he said. Uh, he basically said. Uh, I'm an old fuck and I'm fat and I want to enjoy my life a bit and get a bit fitter and not have to be so stressed out working. And then the next part of that conversation was his job basically gave him a really good like redundancy package to retire or retirement package, redundancy package. I don't know what you call it. Uh, I guess retirement package. They they gave him a really good like retirement package because he's been considering it for a while, and um, he accepted it. And then they said to him like, "Oh, if you want to like work on a like on a ad hoc basis, like as and when you want to, you're more than welcome to." Because he's very good at his job. And uh, he just turned around and he was like, "Well, while this Corona bollocks is going on, I'm staying the fuck at home." Yeah. And I was fair. like, fair, because like similarly to your your dad, my my dad's a high risk person, so yeah. he's just like, I don't want to, I just don't want to be outside. I don't want to risk it. I just want to go out as little as I can and enjoy being at home and completing Netflix and Amazon Prime and whatever other streaming options there are in the world. Sounds like my kind of guy. This is it, absolutely. Yeah. But this is he the also thing. Then, 
like you know it, it is that is absolutely the correct way to go about it but I think like even you know we're young and fit but I think number one you can't assume that you're going to be fine but also number two it doesn't mean that you can kind of just go out and potentially like spread things like we might we might have it and have absolutely no symptoms and then be sort of going around and you know going to shops every day and kind of putting it elsewhere for other people to pick up so it's kind of it's the same for everyone whether you're like 60 or whether you're 20 you know yeah I mean like my my attitude of how I've been trying to treat the situation is to act as if I do have it yeah and therefore minimize my time outside as much as I can it's purely keeping it to the utmost minimum and therefore I feel like I'm doing my bit to be safe like I I my mum got quite funny about the fact that I didn't want to go down to see her for Mother's Day and I was like come on like let's be sensible about this as much as I'd love to see you it's not the wisest thing to be doing in the current climate um but hey ho that's life uh we'll deal with the cards we've been dealt with and things will get better at some point absolutely and in the meantime there's always i don't know zwift there's always zwift yeah Yeah. i mean i think i'm gonna complete zwift soon are you (laughs) we should maybe we should do some zwift rides yeah let's do it let's organize them like I, I actually have no idea how to use Swift. I'm a bit of a Swift noob, but you can do you can do group rides, right? I'm sure I've seen people like, hey, come on, my group ride. Yeah, you can do group. They're really easy to set up, actually, because I was looking at doing them the other day. You basically like you can only invite the people that follow you or you follow. I can't remember what way around it is, but right. but it's a, it's a group ride of your mates, basically, which is yeah. kind of what you want, isn't it? Yeah. Because last yeah. year we, we actually did a series of group rides, didn't we? Like actual real life outdoor ones. Like when be, they yeah. were there. real life indoor ones. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we could do we could do something similar. Yeah, do it. Do you put headphone headphones on on Zwift? Like uh, like do a I? Like on is that a thing? Can you like chat to people? Yeah, you can as well. There's a you can download some. I don't know what it's called, but there's some like app thing which people use to talk. Otherwise, you can talk through the um, the actual companion app. There's a typing part to the companion app. Yeah. But yeah. There, there, there's something that a lot of people talk about that they've downloaded, which allows you to wear Britney Spears microphone and talk to people. Amazing. That's so weird, isn't it? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm coming past. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Hold your line, mate. Hold your line. I can't. I, I don't control my line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right i'm i'm gonna wrap it there because this is one hour seven. and seven minutes yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good time to wrap it so yeah. thank you so much jimily jimmy and emily emily and jimmy for your time no and for giving us a bit of atticus insight i think like for me it's always interesting to hear what you guys are up to and i miss you can i oh, come up when it goes down or can you come down when this shit is done? Because it's been too long. I'm going yeah. to stop it there. Cool. We miss you too. Thank you so much. Thanks for chatting. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Say bye. 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 bye.